Okay, we now start the seventh chapter of uh, Masechet Shabbat. Uh, we are at the bottom of Dach's Daf Samach Zayin Amud Bet 67b at the Mishnah. Klal Gadol Amru Shabbat. They said a big principle, a large principle in terms of Shabbat. Uh, and uh, before we actually jump into it, uh, we're going to see this Mishnah is actually split up uh, into three separate uh, parts, and then adds on really something a fourth part at the uh, at the end, but really it's uh, three subcategories uh, of what we're trying to get across here. Uh, and as we'll see, uh, we're going to uh, delve into uh, intention uh, and, uh, and in, in terms of uh, if a person does something uh, without becoming aware of it in the, in the interim, uh, if he does something wrong, it's all considered one long uh, helim, uh, what's essentially a lapse of awareness. In other words, uh, a person uh, is unaware that he's done something wrong. So uh, we're going to be dealing a lot with this concept of helim, uh, and uh, so you know that that uh, is what's going to be coming up here. Anyway, uh, what are these uh, principles uh, that Klal Gadol Amru Shabbat, These uh, significant principles. Uh, number one. If you forget uh, that there is a Shabbat, i.e. you don't know uh, about Shabbat at all, uh, and you do lots of different um, uh, types of work on lots of different uh, Shabbatot. Uh, and those obviously talking about unwittingly uh, because uh, you know we're not talking about intentional here uh, there are very few times uh, in the Torah where you would do something intentionally uh, and, uh, and still have to bring a korban uh, very very uh, minute amount of times normally when we talk about a korban you do something inadvertently uh, in any case uh, this person case one uh, over here is where you don't know about Shabbat at all. Therefore, you can go through uh, many different uh, different Shabbatot, uh, and uh, you you do uh, you do what you want on them. You've obviously violated Shabbat by doing work on every single one of them. However, uh, it comes from one lack of awareness, uh, and that's why you're only liable for one Khatat. Uh, you're only liable for one sin offering, uh, and that uh, covers you for that. Case two, Hayodaya, Ikar Shabbat, Vasayim Rachot Shabbatot uh, what happens is in this uh, situation, you know there is the concept of Shabbat. Uh, however, you uh, forget uh, the day of Shabbat. You're not sure exactly which day it is, uh, and you do uh, different uh, malachot uh, on, on 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 many different Shabbatot. Uh, what is the the, um, the punishment for that? Chayav, I call Shabbat for Shabbat. Each and every uh, Shabbat uh, that you do it on uh, becomes a separate area of violation. Uh, is a, a discussion really between Rashi and Toswat. Uh, Rashi seems to say that surely you would have realized in between that uh, it is a Shabbat, so therefore it's considered as if you know it's Shabbat. Uh, according to Toswat, it is a more conceptual uh, understanding is that every Shabbat uh, in and of itself is a separate entity uh, and therefore uh, you are, would be liable. Uh, because uh, it is a separate entity. In any case, uh, that's why, because you, you forgot that it was Shabbat, so therefore uh, each single, single Shabbat is treated as the separate entity, uh, and therefore, uh, even though you don't know it is Shabbat, uh, you violated the Malachot. Okay, that was uh, case uh, two. Uh, and then the third case, Hayodaya Shu Shabbat. You know that today is Shabbat. 
you are aware of such a thing. Uh, but you forget uh, that uh, certain malachot are, are forbidden on uh, on a Shabbat. You just the work that you're doing, you don't know that it is forbidden on Shabbat, uh, and uh, and you do a lot of uh, different uh, violations on that particular Shabbat. Chayv, I call echat av melacha melacha. Uh, you are liable uh, for every single av uh, that you do. Uh, we're going to see uh, later on uh, in on, on Duff 73, we're going to get uh, a breakdown of all the 39 av malachot. Uh, There's also a significant part of this chapter uh, is going to be dealing with uh, what is known as an av, uh, a major category of work. There are going to be 39, which are going to be related to the building of the Mishkan. And then what we're going to get to is uh, what's known as a tolda, uh, a derivative. Uh, it's not that uh, you uh, are, uh, one is Dorata and one is Drabana. No, actually in terms of uh, Shabbat, both an Av and a Tolda are both uh, prohibited from the Torah. However, we, we just categorize it and we say it is similar to the major category. Uh, and that, that's the difference between an Av and a Tolda. Uh, we are going to be dealing with that uh, in a lot more detail uh, later on as well. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this now. In any case, um, uh, the, 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 even though we've dealt with the three separate cases, uh, the Gomorrah adds in, and this could be uh, really once you've mentioned Av Malachah as part of three, uh, uh, the third case, uh, we just add this in. So it could be like a 3B, as it were. And if you do uh, a lot of different uh, Malachot, but they are all really derivatives uh, of uh, one Av Malachah, you are liable for one sin offering. Okay, uh, that is uh, uh, the Mishnah. Uh, the Gomorrah picks up uh, on a linguistic uh, point now before it actually gets into the actual uh, details uh, of, uh, the, of the Mishnah. Uh, it says, My Tama, Tana Klal Gadol. Why does it uh, specify here Klal Gadol, uh, a, a, a significant or a, a primary principle uh, that we're talking about here, a general rule? Ilay Mishum Dekvai Lemitne Od Klal Acher, Tana Klal Gadol. Uh, because maybe later on in a few daft time, uh, I think it's uh, on daft 75, uh, we are going to have another Mishnah, uh, which also uh, says Klal, uh, Klal uh, and, and it says Klal Acher, uh, as far as I'm, uh, if I... Um, if I'm thinking correctly here, uh, which means it teaches us about another uh, klal. However, in that situation, uh, it is uh, talking about uh, only two uh, different laws over there. Uh, here, it mentions these three laws. So maybe because here uh, it is larger, it talks about klal gadol, uh, it talks about more laws, and then it talks about less laws. Uh, and maybe that is why it says klal gadol, because later on it's going to teach us uh, klal um, you know, a later club. All right, so klal uh, acher. Uh, uh, it says tana klal gadol. That's why teacher klal gadol. Vagabe shvit nami. However, and 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 this this the understanding would be uh, backed up because there is a mishnah in shvit uh, which also talks about uh, a klal gadol in shvit. Uh, it also talks about uh, uh, you know a klal gadol, general principle, a significant principle in terms of shvit, the laws of the produce of the.
the seventh year. Uh, because later on uh, there is another Mishnah uh, in 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 which talks about uh, another uh, principle, another general principle. So maybe, and also in that case, uh, in the case of Shvit. It teaches uh, more laws in the first one, which is why it says Klau uh, Gadol, and uh, and in the second one it teaches less laws. So maybe you could say maybe the uh, the more laws there are, that's why it calls it Klau Gadol. That works uh, for both Shabbat and the Mishnah in uh, or the Mishnayot in Shvit. However, Vahai Gabe Maaser. However, there is another Mishnah in Maaser uh, opening up the the. Uh, Mishnayot of Maaser, Tani Klal Acher, in the opening mission of Maaser, it talks about uh, a, a general principle. Um, uh, it says, and then later on, it says, Klal, Really, over there in that Mishnah, uh, it says uh, it, it doesn't need to say Klal Gadol. It doesn't it doesn't start off uh, that way. So even though it mentions uh, two uh, separate ideas uh, with Mishnah, and actually uh, what happens is uh, that the second uh, part of that Mishnah uh, in Masrot actually deals with more things than the first one. So it can't be due to the 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 higher number of laws that it teaches it that way so uh, that, that that can't be uh, the answer so why is the answer why does it call it Klal Gadol and Rav Yossi Ba'avin he says Shabbat Ushvit Ditbu Avot V'toladot he says there are the reason is because Shabbat and Shvit uh, both have uh, these uh, Avot <clears throat> these primary labors okay and Toladot uh, and and subcategories uh, of uh, of these uh, the, the primary uh, laws, uh, you know, Tanagado. Uh, that's why we teach a big one and a small one. It's really teaching about uh, the uh, the major principles, the Av Malachot and the derivatives, uh, the Toladot, literally the, the the generations or the children. Okay, and Maaser, however, in terms of Maaser, delayed by Avot for Toladot, there's no distinction uh, in Maaser between. Uh, a, a primary category and a subcategory. Uh, it says law tana klagadol. In Maaser, it doesn't teach us about that. Um, uh, so that's Rabbi Yossi Ba'avin's answer. Ulevaka uh, para. However, Baka para had a, another uh, version of that Mishnah. Uh, it says the tani klagadol. Uh, there does mention klagadol uh, in the Mishnah. In Masrot, uh, it says, uh, In terms of uh, of that, um, <clears throat> what you know, what to do? We, we, we've never heard about primary categories, subcategories when it comes to Maser. Uh, so therefore, that can't be uh, the, exa- the the reason either. Ella, <clears throat> so we try again, and we say, "Love Hanitama." Surely, this is the reason that we define certain uh, that, that we define as Klal Gadol, Galol Onsho. Really, the great uh, principle, Klau Gadol, means because uh, Shabbat is more expensive uh, and uh, and more liable uh, to punishment. So it's it's uh, um, number one. Uh, the punishment is more severe uh, in terms of Shabbat. If you do it on purpose, uh, you will get uh, stoned. Uh, whereas uh, uh, Shvit uh, is, uh, you know, there, there is a um, uh, at you uh, uh, in in terms of of uh, Shvit, sorry, you get uh, um, you know you get lashed 
uh, in terms of of Schwitz, uh, and we're going to see actually, uh, you know, in in terms of of Maser, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, that's even less. Okay, so. Uh, uh, th- that is the the case over there, and also uh, it is more expensive. So number one, it's it's uh, uh, I don't know to say more dangerous, but uh, it, it's more severe in terms of punishment. Uh, and and the second thing is um, it's uh, it's it's more expensive. How so? Uh, in terms of the Ilu Shabbat, in terms of Shabbat, ite bein talush bein mechubar. Shabbat applies uh, with with plants that are already out the ground and those uh, that are also in the ground as well. Uh, you are uh, able to, you know, you get punished for both of those. Yeah, something that is detached, for example, you're not allowed to grind, you're not allowed to knead it, uh, and obviously uh, when it is still attached, you're not allowed to <coughs> cut it, to reap it, or anything like that. So that applies to both uh, attached and detached plants. <coughs> Whereas, in terms of sweet, but uh, later, uh, when it is con- um, uh, connected, you are forbidden, uh, sorry, uh, when it's detached, um, there is there's nothing later if you if you cut something before shvit uh, the laws of shvit do not apply to it ita when it is still attached well, obviously then the laws of shvit the seventh year apply to this fruit once the seventh year rolls in okay vgadol on shoshel shvit your term in a and also shvit is more severe than maser how so. Uh, it's or, or in this case it applies to more things than Maaser Elu Shvit in terms of Shvit Ita Bein Vamach Adam Bein Vamach Bahema. The laws of Shvit is anything that grows. It doesn't make a difference whether it is animal food or human food. Elu Maaser in terms of Maaser Vamach Adam Maaser only applies. We have to take off the tenth. That only applies to human food. Ita Vamach Bahema later when it comes to animal food uh, it is not applicable. Elvakapara, uh, the Tani Gadol Bamase, in terms of uh, Bakapara, as we saw, he teaches Klau Gadol in terms of Maser. Gadol On Shoshamase, Yote Mishal Paya. He adds in an, another uh, category over here, he says, uh, the law of Maser is stricter than that of Paya. Uh, why so? Dilu Maser, in terms of Maser, Itu Betaina Vierik. It applies to both figs and vegetables as well. Velu paya, in terms of paya, uh, paya is really leaving the corner of your field for the poor person. Uh, in terms of paya, uh, later but taina uh, It doesn't apply to figs and vegetables. Uh, why? It did none. And uh, is the Mishnah in paya? Uh, I think it's the second mission in Paya, uh, did none. Uh, it says, Klal Amru Bepaya. The general rule uh, with Paya is, Koshu Ochel. Uh, anything that, number one, is a food, we're going to describe these uh, in a bit, uh, in a second. Uh, one, it has to be Ochel, it has to be food. Vinishmar, uh, it is guarded. Uh, and number three, Gidilo Mina Aritz, it grows from the ground. Vilikotor Bechad, it is uh, reaped uh, together, it's gathered together. At, at the same time and the fifth principle uh, you bring it in uh, to your house uh, to store it uh, those five categories uh, they have to uh, apply to all of uh, the, anything that um, 
has anything that you need to take pay of has to fulfill all of these five categories uh, that uh, otherwise it's not applicable to it uh, and uh, what are these five we just as we said we're going to expand on them now uh, the food satis uh, uh, this ex- excludes uh, the the aftergrowths of uh, this plant called woad uh, and madder. Uh, we had the madder, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, uh, in terms of uh, putting a, these uh, straps around your child. I think it was the, the day before uh, where we talked about uh, to ward off illnesses and where he's uh, missing his father. Uh, and that in any case uh, these things these types of plants are much more for dying purposes rather than to be eaten so uh, what uh, so, so you wouldn't have to give payer on that Vinishmar uh, and it is guarded Lumute hefker to exclude something uh, that is hefker that is ownerless uh, um, like growing anywhere uh, and, and people aren't particular about it. They don't say, oh, I want that, uh, and they go and protect it. So there's Hefker. It grows from the ground. To exclude these truffles and mushrooms. Uh, that is, uh, they we say about truffles and mushrooms that what? They grow from the air. They don't grow from the ground. Uh, we say they are nourished uh, from the air. They're not nourished from the ground. Uh, and that is why, for example, we don't say a bravery adama on a mushroom. We say she are call on a mushroom. Uh, the fourth uh, um, uh, thing that it has to fulfil likuto kechad. You have to gather it at the one time. Lumute uh, teaina. This excludes uh, things like a fig, uh, which ripen uh, figs ripen at separate times. So therefore, figs are not subject to. Uh, and also you bring it in to keep it for a while uh, which excludes vegetables so uh, you don't have to leave paya for vegetables because vegetables especially uh, well at the time of the Gomorrah they never had deep freezer I mean they never had refrigeration or anything like that so uh, even today uh, we find that vegetables uh, are the quickest uh, deteriorating food uh, pretty much that that we have Uh, you leave uh, some lettuce, even if you leave it uh, in a cold environment, it uh, does uh, deteriorate quite quickly. Okay, uh, and that, uh, those are the five things, and that's why uh, we see that uh, from a payer perspective, um, uh, vegetables and uh, figs are excluded from that. Uh, in terms of maaser, tnan, we learned in a, in a Mishnah, uh, I'm sure it's a maaser, tnan, kal amru, bamaaser, this is general principle in terms of maaser, kol shu ochel, it's, um, uh, it is ochel uh, and uh, it, it is edible. Okay, uh, v'nishmar and is guarded. So that's uh, the same. All of these are the same principles as we had before. Gidlu it grows from the ground. Uh, so it's only those first three uh, that are the same as uh, we we had the case with. Um, uh, uh, it says uh, all of these are uh, we don't have to bring them in as one uh, and also uh, uh, we see we don't have to bring them in um, uh, at, uh, for, for, key, for storage purposes uh, are not taught law to none uh, and as a result uh, we say that uh, uh, these things so, so therefore we see that um, 
these uh the the master is more stringent uh as we said and that was bakapara's point bakapara said master is more stringent uh it covers more things uh, for example figs and vegetables uh because you don't have those last two uh, categories and paya is more lenient uh, because you've got those last two categories all right, uh, that really is uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the end of the linguistic uh, part of it. Now we move on to uh, the analyzing the Mishnah itself. So, Rav and Shmuel start off. Rav and Shmuel, Damatavayu, Manitin, Betinuk, Shunishba, Levein Goim. Really, we're talking here about uh, we, uh, a person, how, how come it can be that a Jewish person does not know about Shabbat? It must be uh, that he was a child that was captured uh, and, uh, and and grew up amongst non-Jews. That's how you have no conception uh, of Shabbat, no concept of uh, Shabbat. Uh, alternatively, also maybe a non-Jew uh, who grows up uh, amongst other non-Jews and he decides uh, to convert. Uh, it's a bit strange as to why uh, when he comes to convert and, and the person doesn't tell him about Shabbos or maybe, uh, which is quite a massive part of uh, being Jewish, uh, alternatively, maybe he just uh, read what he thought uh, was, um, you know, and uh, how to become Jewish, and he wants to, to do it. But he never seemingly knew about Shabbat. And that's why uh, you can say that that person has got a total ignorance of Shabbat. Aval, hikir, lovsof shachach. It says if a person knew about Shabbat, uh, somehow uh, that uh, you, you knew about Shabbat, but then uh, you kind of uh, went off uh, and uh, you, you, you forgot about it. Uh, and Shachach, Chayv, I call Shabbat for Shabbat. Uh, you are liable for every single Shabbat. Uh, the Gemara says, but hold on one sec, none. Hashachach, Ikar Shabbat, Lal, Lav, Miklal, the Tani Lay, Yedime Kara. Surely when our Mishnah says you forget the essence of Shabbat, uh, surely this means uh, that you, uh, you, you, had, uh, the, you, had, you had knowledge about it before. Uh, surely that, that means he, he must have known about it uh, before. Okay, because otherwise you don't forget about it. Uh, if you didn't know about it before, then how could you forget about it? So surely he must have known about it before. And the Gemara says, no, law, my kula shukach ikha Shabbat, that you uh, you forget the essence of Shabbat. The haita shakuach mimenu ikaro shashabbat. You never knew at all. You, you forgot. Uh, it was always uh, forgotten from you. In other words, you never knew about it at all. So once we've established that it uh, means that this person never, with the way the first under, the first uh, case of the mission is someone who never knew Shabbat, the Gemara asks then the following question: uh, How do you understand uh, the following? If someone uh, knew about Shabbat and then forgot. Uh, uh, which is what we th- thought the first part was, uh, that you knew about and forgot. We've just explained that that means you never knew about it at all. So how do we understand uh, you knew about it and forgot? Chayav akol Shabbat for Shabbat. You know, w- would you be liable every single Shabbat? Adatani, uh, but the second, the, the part of the mission that says, Haudai ikha Shabbat, Vasamarachat haubay, Vashabbatot haubay, Chayav akol Shabbat for Shabbat. Instead of teaching uh, the, the, the way it is taught, 
taught the second case of the Mishnah, uh, if you know about Shabbat, and then you did different malachot on different Shabbatot, uh, you are liable for each and every Shabbat. Uh, Litni, what should you have rather taught? Hikir lasov shachach. Uh, you should rather taught the more novel case. Uh, in other words, that you knew there was uh, Shabbat initially, and then somehow you forgot uh, that there was Shabbat. Uh, it says, uh, And obviously, if you knew about Shabbat, but you just forgot uh, that the day was Shabbat, how much more so would that be? Uh, 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 you'd be liable for that. Uh, therefore, the Gemara answers uh, similar to what it did before. Uh, it says, if you, what does it mean that you know about Shabbat? It means uh, what we thought the first case means. Uh, we, we, we say now that the second case is actually uh, what we thought was the first case, i.e. that you knew about Shabbat uh, and then you forgot about it. Okay, so that, uh, once we've said that, uh, that pushes it down uh, to the third case. Aval, law, shachamai. Then the following thing about, what, you know, what happens if you uh, didn't forget about Shabbat? Chayav, akor Shabbat, That was what we had as the third uh, part of our uh, Mishnah, and, uh, or that is the third part of our Mishnah. Uh, it says that if you, if you, uh, know exactly that it is Shabbat, uh, but then you just do a lot of malachot uh, on it. You're just not sure about the malachot. You're liable for each and every av malacha. So, uh, so the Gemara asks the same kind of question. Adetanya deshu shu Shabbat vasam malachot harbei, but Shabbatot harbei chayavakol malacha malacha. So then, instead of saying if you know it is Shabbat and you forget about the laws and you do a lot of different, I mean, you forget about the laws of Shabbat and I the malachot of Shabbat and you do a lot of Malachot, on a lot of Shabbatot, you liable for each and every, uh, uh, each and every Malacha, as we said in Av Malacha. Uh, Litni, what should you have taught? Uh, you should have taught Haudai Ika Shabbat, Vakosh You know about Shabbat, but you just get confused uh, with uh, the days. And we would know uh, how much more so would if you knew that it was Shabbat. Uh, and and uh, so therefore, what we what we thought uh, was the second case now gets pushed into the third case, but that also it doesn't. Uh, fit well because then you shouldn't have even needed to teach uh, the third case. You should have just uh, taught what we thought was the second case and uh, and pushed it forward to the third case. Ella magnitin sheku lasof shachach. Therefore, when it uh, uh, we, we 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 say that that can't be because we had three points in our in our we had three different cases in our Mishnah. What Gomorrah is attempted to do now uh, is say that actually uh, a, a case where you're completely oblivious uh, whatsoever, uh, you'd still be liable. That became case one. Uh, case two, uh, well, the original case one became uh, case two. Uh, the original case two became case three. Uh, there's nowhere really for then uh, the original case three to go. So uh, the Gomorrah says abandons uh, this interpretation of the Mishnah, uh, this proposed explanation of the Mishnah, uh, and, and, and therefore uh, says, actually, um, uh, we should go back. Litni Shabbat uh, and, and says, if you, if you know uh, about Shabbat uh, and how much more so would you be liable uh, to do it? Sorry, our uh, Mishnah should rather be teaching. Um, uh, what it means is where the a case where you knew about it and forgot and uh, and it's exactly uh, what what Rav and Shmuel was saying 
it's essentially, uh, if you knew about it and forgot, uh, it is the same as not knowing at all. Uh, and uh, and that's and this is what it's is is saying. Rav and Shmuel, Damatavai, both Rav and Shmuel. So I feel it. Tinok shenishpa ben agoyim. Even if you have this uh, captured child that was raised amongst non-Jews, v'ger shenikayer leben agoyim, and a non-Jew that magayas uh, in in amongst uh, non-Jews. Uh, they know nothing about Shabbat. Kashikir uh, Shachach Dami. Still, they are actually uh, in some way considered uh, liable for Shabbat, uh, and they have to would have to bring uh, an offering because, uh, in in theory, it's if, it's as if they forgot about what Shabbat uh, was about, and therefore uh, we return uh, cases one, two, and three back to the original places, uh, and we say that a child that was was captured amongst the non-Jews is essentially uh, a case one, uh, where it's as if you knew about it and somehow uh, forgot about it. All right. Um, however, uh, that was Rav and Shmuel. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon, Ben Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lakish have a different view. Uh, they say, Dama Tavaro, they both say, Dafka, Dafka Hikir, Dasov Shachach. They say, no, uh, specifically if you remembered and then forgotten, they say that is the specific case uh, of uh, case one that doesn't include anything else. Aval Tinuk Shanishba, Hagoyim, this child that was captured or a person and grown up amongst uh, non Jews, uh, and also a convert that converted uh, and never knew anything about Shabbat, Pater, uh, he is exempt altogether. Uh, said, so that, that's their view. So Rav and Shmuel say that uh, these exceptional cases, we absolutely never knew it was Shabbat ever. Tinuk uh, Shanishpa, they say you would be liable. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish say no, uh, you would be exempt altogether. So now, Maitve, uh, we, we challenge that. Klau Gadu, Amru Shabbat, Koda Shokach, Ika Shabbat, Vasem Menachar, Baib Shabbatah, Baib Elechad. Uh, so we quote the first part of our Mishnah, uh, and we say, if you do uh, one, if you forget about Shabbat, uh, or if you didn't know anything about Shabbat at all, and uh, and did uh, many different malachot on many different Shabbatot, uh, it says, you still are liable for one. Ketzad, uh, how does this work? And this Brata says, so we have these two cases, the Tinuk Shanishba, this uh, child that was stolen away, kidnapped and brought up amongst non-Jews. And so too, a gar, shenit gari benekoyim, In both of those cases, uh, if they go through life, doing a lot of different melachot, uh, on a lot of different Shabbatot, so this brighter flatly goes against Rabbi Yochanan and Rash Lakish and, and uh, is very much in the camp of Rav and Shmuel. Um, so uh, also the brighter then continues. Uh, uh, it says uh, and uh, in all of these cases and uh, all the blood that they ate before you realized uh, before they knew that blood was forbidden and any um, 
uh, forbidden fat, that chalev that you eat when you didn't know that that was forbidden, any idolatry that you worshipped when you didn't know that was forbidden. However, uh, Mumbaz Pator, uh, Pater, Mumbaz says you are exempt. Okay, Mumbaz, we're going to see, uh, is a is a, like one of the rabbis, one of the Chachamim, uh, and he says you are exempt. So Munbaz was trying to get his point across in front of Rebbe Akiva. Uh, somewhat enigmatic uh, discussion now, which we'll only get to uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, we we'll, we'll understand this in, in its uh, depth tomorrow. Uh, but here uh, it seems to be uh, that they're putting the forward opinions, uh, and uh, we're not quite sure exactly. Uh, we haven't. We haven't. We're not only going to flesh it out uh, tomorrow. So, uh, so this is what Chacham Munbaz done if Rebbe So this is what he said. Well, a person who does something on purpose uh, is called a sinner. The, the 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 Torah defines him as a sinner for sure. And also a person who does something by mistake, Karichote, is also defined as a sinner. My amazed, so uh, the same way as a person does something on purpose, uh, he must know what he's doing because he's doing it on purpose uh, and, and he's deliberately doing it. Uh, so too, a person who uh, does something by mistake must have known about it beforehand. Uh, that, that's his view as opposed to uh, what we just learned uh, in terms of a Tinuk Shunishba. Amalo Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva says, hold on one sec. Hareini Mosif al He says, I will add on to your words uh, an implicit uh, thing that he's saying uh, is uh, that by adding on to your words, I'll show, I'll show the logical fallacy in your argument. I'm going to add on to your words. Imam uh, Azid and Rabbi Akiva says, the same way a person who does something on purpose, he knows what he's doing at the time that he's doing it. That's the whole point about doing something deliberately. You know exactly what you're doing at the time that you're doing. <clears throat> so too, a person who is a shogeg, uh, a person who does something by mistake, uh, if you're carrying on that way and you say they have to be equal, that's totally incongruous uh, because uh, the whole idea of doing something by mistake is that you don't know what you're doing at the time that you're doing it. Uh, and he says, according to your logical conclusion, you would have to know at the time that you're doing it, which would actually, uh, it's impossible because then, it would change you from a shogeg to a mazid. So, Amalo, uh, Hain, yeah, you're right. Of course, Kain, Shosafta. Yes, you've actually uh, uh, done that and you've actually proved my point. As mentioned, uh, somewhat enigmatic, we're not quite sure uh, what, he's, what he's actually meaning over here. Uh, but in any case, uh, as we said, we'll discuss this tomorrow. Amalo, Levrecha in. Uh, but Rabbi Akiva says, listen, uh, the, the, the idea of what someone's doing, if they know that it is not allowed, uh, that is not defined. Therefore, if they know what they're doing and they know that it's not allowed, uh, you can't call that doing it by mistake. Uh, that is called intentional. In any case, Katanimia, uh, uh, we say, uh what do we say? How so? Uh, in the, any any case, that writer said, uh, going back uh, on the uh, 
the case of Shabbat, this, this, the beginning part of this Brata, after we went backwards and forwards in Munbaz, uh, we, we go back now to the beginning of the Brata. And it's telling me, what is an example of such a, pers- a thing where a person does something uh, um, that you forget about Shabbat? And we talk about the Tunuk Shemeshba. This makes sense, as we said, according to Rav Shmuel, Nicha. Ela Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shem ben Lakish, Kasha. According to uh, Rabbi Yochanan and Rash Lakish, this would be a big problem uh, for them because it goes directly against their views. Amal Lach, Rabbi Yochanan, Rash Lakish. They would both say to you, Law. Uh, not a problem. Mi'ika uh, Munbaz de Pata. There is this other opinion of Munbaz, uh, which, as we said, we haven't fully fleshed out yet. Uh, but Munbaz uh, exempts uh, such a person. Anan Amrinan Kamunbaz. We are actually saying like Munbaz. All right, so now we start touching into this. My time with the Munbaz. What is Munbaz's reason? Uh, because we said um, uh, the, the, the Pasuk calls them both sinners and it says Dictive Torah Lachem Lo Se Bishkaga um and uh, it says you should have one law. Uh, it says to, 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 for one someone who acts by mistake, Bishkaga. Romosifla uh, and next to it uh, is the is the following and a person who does something with a high hand, i.e. someone who does something on purpose. So therefore Hikish Shogai therefore the, the two of them are actually put next to each other uh, and uh, combined, as it were, uh, and we say uh, for the, the this purpose, the same way the person uh, that does it deliberately must obviously know what's going on, so too uh, the person that does it uh, in error, uh, still he must have known at a point uh, what was going on, and uh, and and therefore uh, that's why he is defined as a shogeg, uh, according to Mumbaz. Right, uh, as as mentioned, we are uh, a little bit uh, mitsugya. We are going to uh, continue uh, tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, and uh, and uh, and get to much more the the depth of this argument. Uh, in the meantime, everyone should have a great day.